This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for January 22, 2012. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. The message is by Mother Nancy Stanton. The last couple of Sundays, we have been talking about how do we listen to God? How do we know what God wants us to do? How do we, what are the different ways that we can settle ourselves and calm ourselves to be able to um, know where God wants us to go? And we've talked about how Father Ron uses the Jesus prayer, how I'm more visual and I use a picture and sit in front of the picture, and it helps me to calm down. There are many different ways, of course, that it can be done. But each of us can find our own way that we can hear that still, small voice speaking to us. Now, the lessons today go one step farther, and they take us into once we hear what God wants us to do, then how do we do it? And I love Jonah. If you want to read a really short book in scripture, Jonah takes about five minutes, it's three pages long. And Jonah is so much like we are. He starts out, if you read just what, what we heard today, it sounds like, Man, this guy is the perfect prophet. Wrong-o. He is not the perfect prophet. He is just like you and I. You go back and you read the rest of the book. It starts out, God tells him what to do. And he says, I don't want to do that. Now, I know none of you have ever said such a thing to God. Nor have I. But... He says it, and he goes out, and he goes the other way. And it goes so far that he finally gets swallowed by a whale and gets regurgitated up on the shore of Nineveh. God has his ideas, and when he wants us to do something, he will see that we get it done. I've always said that when God wanted me to go into ministry, he hit me over the head. And he hit me really hard because I liked what I was doing. I was a choir director. I was an organist. I was a social worker. And I was enjoying my life as it was. And I said no over and over and over and over. And he said yes. And each time he said it a little bit harder. And each time he finally just whopped me over the head with it and said, you're going to do it. And I couldn't understand why. Why? Jonah probably couldn't understand why he wanted him to go to Nineveh. Why he wanted him to go and prophesy. But he did. And so, off to Nineveh, Jonah goes. And he does what he's supposed to do. And then afterwards, does anybody remember the rest of the story? After he does what he's supposed to do... He goes outside of the city and sits and pouts. 
Now, I know that none of you have ever felt that way either, that somebody was, you felt going in the wrong direction and God ought to punish them and God did nothing but make things nice for them and you felt good for them, right? Wrong. We are just like Jonah. I, I think he is so much like us, Jonah and Peter. I, I really can respond to those two. Then we go to the gospel, Father Ron read for us this morning, and we see this strange man walking up and saying, come follow me. Now, if some strange man walked in here that you'd never seen before and came over to you and said, come follow me, what would you say? Why? Where are we going? What do you want? What do you want me to do? We don't normally just get up and follow what a person wants us to do just for the sake of following. But they did. Now, either Jesus was so charismatic that they took one look at him and knew exactly who he was, or they had heard him enough before that they believed who he was, or the Holy Spirit went, follow him, and they did. Then he turns around, and a few minutes later, he meets two other fellows, and they're working with their dad, and he says, come follow me. And they just leave their dad in the boat, and they go and follow him. The strength that this man has is amazing. And what do we do when we follow him? Do we want to do what he wants us to do? I sometimes wonder if the apostles really wanted to do what Jesus wanted to, them to do, and if they wanted to end up with the lives that they ended up with. Some of them dead on the cross as he was. But it was what the Holy Spirit told them to do, where they were supposed to go, and the way that they were supposed to do it. How do we do that? How do we do what God wants us to do without arguing, without any kind of resistance on our part? Or do we? How do we do that? We do it through prayer. Prayer is about the only thing that we can use that will help us to calm down and to do those things which God wants us to do. There's been a prayer that I've used for many, many, many years. It's a very old, old prayer. Um, the Roman Catholic Church claims it is part of their old prayers, and it very well may be. It may be before that it was before any other. But it's a very simple prayer, and I've given it to some of you to use. And it's just basically says, in the name of God, and my, as my authority as a Christian. Did you know that you have authority as a Christian? You do. When 
you are a Christian, you have authority. You have authority because Jesus told us that we did. I break, bind, and mute anything evil coming towards me this day. If I'm going to do what I want Jesus Christ to do, wants me to do, then I can't do anything that anything evil is telling me to do, right? And one of the questions that I hear asked more than anything else is, how do I know if it's the Holy Spirit telling me or if it's one of Satan's angels telling me what to do? So we ask. We ask that anything that's evil coming towards us be broken, be bound, and be mute. Anything from above the earth, from beneath the earth, from around the earth, from the sky, from the seas, from the waters, from within or from without. That seems sort of strange, anything from within. Might we have something from within that would be evil, that would be telling us to do something that we shouldn't be doing? Yeah, we might. It might be one of our thoughts that isn't what God wants us to do. And then we ask that all of those thoughts be sent to the cross of Calvary for Jesus to do what he wants to do with them. And what does that leave us with then? That leaves us with the thoughts that the Holy Spirit is putting into our minds. That leaves us with the thoughts that we should be listening to. That leaves us with the directions that we should be going in. When I worked at the prison, that was a prayer that I said every morning. If anyone tells you that there isn't a lot of evil within the prison system, don't listen to them. Even, even if it's one of ours, don't listen to them. Austin knows better. <laughs> when you go into the prison, you can almost feel the evil that's there. And I said this prayer every morning on my way into the prison. And there was one morning that I was teaching. And I was teaching classes all day that day rather than just being a chaplain. But I was teaching, I had been asked by the warden to teach classes on the occult. I think that should have been a morning I might have remembered the prayer. I didn't. I had going through my head, what was I going to say and what was I going to teach and how was I going to do it? And the next thing I knew after I had taught the first class, I was being called into the warden's office. I couldn't understand why I was being called into her office. And one of the social workers that I had hired to replace me had gone in and had complained to her that I was teaching as a Christian. Well, that's a shock, huh? So... And I went into her office, she said, you've had a complaint that you're teaching as a Christian. 
I said, you asked me to teach this on the occult. I am a Christian. I am a Christian chaplain. And so consequently, my direction is going to be coming as a Christian to teach this class. And she thought for a while, and while she's thinking, I'm scrambling saying the prayer. And when she was finished, and I was finished, she looked at me and she said, you're absolutely right, chaplain. Go back and teach the next class the same way you taught the first one. Thank you, Jesus. I believe in prayer. I believe in prayer so seriously that I believe that no matter what we are doing, we need to pray before, during, and after the time that we're doing it. And it doesn't have to be a formal prayer. That's the old prayer that I have used for so many years. It can be just Jesus help. That's been one of my frequent prayers, too, is just help. I don't know what you want me to do. Help. And that works just as well. So our first thing is to listen, learn how to be still, learn how to calm ourselves within, and to learn how to listen to that still, small voice within us as that still, small voice is telling us what we need to do and how we need to do it. Now, even Jonah with his not wanting to do things and going the wrong way and all of that, when he finally got there, he did what God told him to do. And he was successful with being the prophet that God wanted him to be. <clears throat> he also was very human because afterwards he pouted and he didn't like the way God handled things. That happens too. But he did do what God told him to do, what God wanted him to do. So that's our job, isn't it? Our job is to calm down, be peaceful, to be quiet, to listen, and to hear what God wants us to do. Then our job is to do what he's asked us to. And if we are worried about how, if we get scared, which is a normal thing for we as human beings to do, if we feel that we are not good enough, which is another normal thing for us to do as human beings, if we feel that we don't know what to say. You remember that in scripture, Jesus tells us that if we don't know what to say, that stand there and the Holy Spirit will give us the words. He will show us what to say. He will let us say those things which he wants us to say. That's a pretty good deal, isn't it? When I first started preaching about 20 years ago, 
first few Sundays that I preached, I held on to the pulpit. And I swear to you, the pulpit shook. And so did I. And I was on my way home about the third or fourth Sunday after that. And God and I sometimes have this interesting conversation going back and forth that I'm like, either I'm really stupid or you wanted me to do this. And why am I shaking like I'm shaking? You're the one that's supposed to be giving me the words. And all of a sudden, it dawns through this thick little skull that I'm not listening. Imagine that. I think I can do it all by myself. And I don't need God to help me. And from then on, it was, okay, God, here I am. And I didn't shake from then until this day. And it's not because Nancy is so good. It's because God is so good. God has given me what he promised he would. He just told me to be there. And he'd show me what to do and how to do it. Anytime I ever get in trouble, you can bet I've done it all by myself. I'm good at it. So we listen. We listen to what God wants us to say. We listen to the way that he wants us to do whatever he wants us to do. And we have faith. We have faith that there's no question that the Holy Spirit is within us. We have taken the Holy Spirit within us. And once we take that Holy Spirit within us, we will be able do what the Holy Spirit wants us to do, what God wants us to do. And we pray. If we have a question, ask. Ask God. He'll give you the answer. If we don't know what we're supposed to do, ask him. He'll show us how. And then our next job is thanksgiving. That we give him thanks that he loves us so much. He cares about us so much that he is willing to be interested in you as an individual and how you do what he wants you to do. You are so precious and so special to him. That each and every one of us has his ear. You remember, scripture tells us things like he knows how many hairs are on our head. I missed something back here. I think there was something about with some that's not too difficult. With many of us, that's very difficult. If he knows how many hairs are on our head, then certainly he is aware and knowledgeable of what he wants us to do and how he wants us to do it. And we are precious to him, and he will give us the way. And then we give him thanksgiving 
for loving us so much. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes the difficulty is, is that it catches us off guard. Just like I'm sure that it caught the apostles off guard when they were called to do what they should do. But they did it. And that's our job. Our job is to do it and to know that God is with us. God is walking with us every step of the way. And that indeed is a praise be to God. Amen. You were just listening to Come and See. Come and See is a production of St. Andrew's Anglican Church in Lewis Center, Ohio. St. Andrews is also available online at www.standrewspolaris.org. Please join us again when we invite you to come and see.